Happy New Year. Live from New York. It's Ask an Engineer. Hey, everybody. Wait, I got to get my engineering glasses on. That's right. Sorry, I was distracted for This is the new version of Eagle CAD. Okay. It's a, it's... I'm floating through the shapes. It's Oculus Eagle CAD. Oculus CAD. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got an exciting show for you tonight. First one of 2020. It's me, Lady Ada. One could say this is the best show of 2020. This so far, yeah. yeah. It's only going to be downhill from here. Uh, it's me, Lady Ada. The engineer with me is Mr. Lady Ada on video camera support. Hello. And uh, got the show together. We've got an exciting show to kick off this year. We're coming hard. That's right. That's right. All right, what's on tonight's show? Because um, we got to do this thing. Yeah, we never let up. No. We've been We've been barreling through. We were working yesterday. We were working today. But it's only work if you want to do something else. And we really like doing this. I just want to let everyone know. We really like doing this. And this is why we've been doing it's this true. for like a decade. I know. And if we hated it, that would be torture. And it's because of all y'all. So as a way of saying thanks besides saying thanks is here's a discount code. Ooh. 2020. That's a nice That's code. That's the discount code. I thought that was fun. 2020's discount code. 10% off in the different store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. January 1st. 2020. 2020. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everything except for gift certificates, Ada boxes, and Code Academy courses. It supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City in 2020. We just took this photo. We just took this photo like a week or so ago. This isn't all of us. This is whoever was around on a Friday yeah. at 3. Which is not... We don't do mandatory here. meetings or mandatory photos or anything. So this was whoever was around. So thank you, everybody, who was in the photo. But that's who you help out when you use the code 2020. Show and tell people around the world. Show and sharing their stuff. Peter for does it every single week. Lady is going to talk it's about true. who's on the show and tell. I wrote them down. John Parks Workshop. We're going to do Make Code Minute. He'll be back soon. He'll be back tomorrow. Ooh. I think so. That's Some right. Python on hardware. Time travel. Get a look around the world. Makers, hackers, artists, engineers. We have some best of, some top of the decade, some things we want to see, hopefully some things that we can build together. Hope wanted. We'll talk about job opening soon. 3D printing. Got a great video from Noam Pedro. Their show returns next week, by the way. So main New York City factory footage. It's going to be a little bit different this week, and I'll show you why just in a few moments. New products. We've got some new products. We're going to show Top Secret. Um, just to give you a heads up on what we're going to show on Top Secret so you can get ready. We're going to be showing off the clue board tonight. A lot of people have asked about it. We're going to be showing that I have one. tonight. Two, maybe. That's right. We're going to answer your questions. We do that in Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Join all 15,000 of us there. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, well, let's uh, start let's off it. with um, the usuals. Freebies, so freebies. We're still keeping the free deals um, for now, as long as we have this stuff. So you get free PS Ground shipping, we have free Circuit Playground Express, and free Perma Proto, depending on how much you spend. Do you want me to talk about it or yeah. you want to just... Okay, $9 or more, you get a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. It's just like a solderless half-size breadboard, but it's made out of PCB. So you can solder your project onto it, recycle your breadboard, and then your project is more sturdy. People love these. Um, they use them for their projects to, to make them more durable, and they look great. Uh, $1.99 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. Um, you'll definitely get it by next Christmas if you order now. Um, but it's a good, reliable shipping. It's trackable. It's insured. You'll get it when it says you're going to get it. Um, and two ninety nine or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development platform that supports TinyGo, Arduino, CircuitPython, Code.org, CS Discoveries, MakeCode, MakerBlocks, MicroLisp, and more. People love it because it has built-in LEDs, sensors, and buttons, and switches, and 
you know, battery connectors and all that good stuff so that uh, it's really easy to get started with your project without any soldering required. Okay, for shipping options, UPS Ground is the best way to go in the US if you want to save a buck or two but have more time on your hands, Postal is a good option. And then for international, we suggest DHL. Correct. If you are in New York City, starting again tomorrow, because today was a holiday, um, same day delivery, just check out before 11 a.m. And if it's a zip code that is supported by the same day delivery service in Manhattan, you can get your order same day. Okay, people around the world showing and sharing their projects every single week. We do show and tell, people stop by. What was on the show and tell this week? And who shared it? And what was going on? I'm glad you asked. Colin showed off a BLE ball drop project that he made for the new year um, using a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit and um, Circuit Python because he was he was trying to build this in about an hour. He made a project that at midnight, you know, he pressed a button on his phone and a servo moved and dropped a glowing ball and um, shocked and surprised and impressed all of his guests. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Brian came by and showed off the beginnings of his Easy Make Oven. Uh, he's going to make a uh, DIY controlled oven based on the project that Dan C. did for the learning system. Scott had an RS-232 Featherwing that converts uh, UART to plus minus 10 volt RS-232 uh, handy because there's still a lot of industrial equipment that uses uh, those high voltage serial signals. And now he has an IR receiver that can control his TV and stereo, thus fulfilling the dream of like every dude who has a receiver and TV, just one remote, amazing. And he posted up the uh, CircuitPython in 2020 blog post, things that uh, we did last year, things we're thinking of doing next year. And of course, a call for everybody to comment or email about what you want to see CircuitPython achieve in the coming year. Um, we have a lot of ideas and plans, but maybe you have good ideas and plans too. We'd love to hear them. And uh, a lot of the times the people's ideas and plans actually make it into uh, what gets accomplished yeah. that year, which is amazing. We, That's why we call it Code Plus Community. You can see the la the previous years and things that we wanted to do together. Last year's code is this year's community. That's right, and <laughs> vice versa. That's true. Uh, Drew and Helen went to CCC, and they're back now. Uh, they worked on getting the Hackaday badge uh, booting Linux using a memory cart that plugs in. That's a cute. And they also got um, a castellated Serpente circuit Python board from Arturo and have been playing with NeoPixels and the Serpente, so it looks really glowy and adorable. Noe had uh, the red glasses as I was showing. We have a, we have a guide for them, it went live. Um, these fun res-inspired glasses uh, use our triple NeoPixel rings and an itsy bitsy, they're coded in CircuitPython to make cool glowy effects. And just, you know, they're like really cool glasses, like hypno effect. Eduardo uh, showed off an update to um, his Thermocam project, no longer on a breadboard, it's now more compact, it's on a uh, Pi Gamer, and he's thinking of um, making it even more easy to put together with uh, the Stemma thermal camera that we just put in the store, so it's gonna be cool. BCG uh, has ported TeenyGo to the Pi Portal hardware, so it has TFT control, uh, the temperature readings for the sensors on board, um, touch screen and uh, graphic stuff, so connecting to the internet. Uh, he says it's great for doing uh, like integration testing, and uh, it's nice and fast. You get like 40 frames per second with animation. So Go is uh, a lot of people are thinking about moving from C to Rust or Go, and I think that uh, this is a pretty good contender. Looking at it, it looks really great. And then Dan, uh, last but not least, Dan and come by came by with a Sphero 2.0 that was cut open. Uh, to replace the batteries, that's going to happen, and also turning an old computer power supply into a DIY benchtop supply using all sorts of found materials 
Cool stuff. Okay. All persons on the show and tell get an SC and on the show and tell sticker email support at adafruit.com and we'll send you one. Um, it's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. Expect to see tons of live shows in 2020, including John Park's show, which is going to be on Thursday. And every single week on John Park's show, he does a Make Code Minute. And you know, what's cool about a Make Code Minute is not only does it show pretty much almost anything you, you can do with yeah. microcontrollers, Make Code makes it very easy, but it's also about a minute, too. Is it about so, is it so a minute, maybe two minutes? Yeah. It's minute. Back in the day, it took a, like a minute to compile and transfer stuff. I know. Now it's instant. It's a so, whole minute of showing a project and how to put it together yeah. with make code, Blockly, yeah. drag and drop support. Yeah. So All right. Take it away, JP. For the make code minute today, what I wanted to do was show you how you can create your own animation cycle for doing festive lights on a Circuit Playground Express using the Cricut to plug in an external NeoPixel strip. So. In fact, let's uh, pop up the overhead. Uh, here, if you watch one pixel, let's say this one, you'll see it goes green, red, white, green, red, white. And so they're traveling. Uh, you can follow one if we see it goes green, 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 green. So it's heading down the row, essentially. Uh, this is, I think, in the fast mode. If I flip the switch, there's the slow mode. Here's how we can create this type of an animation inside of Make Code. You'll see that in my OnStart block, I'm setting up a few variables for things like the brightness level it'll get to, the speed I'm using, uh, and then I've identified three sets of pixels that are the greens, the silvers, I called them, and the reds. Then I set up a strip of NeoPixels on A1, and that's that port uh, on the Cricut. And then I set the strip brightness to be the same value as my fade bright. And then here's how I'm setting the uh, pixels into uh, alternating green, white, and red. I'm setting the strip pixel color to greens. So I iterate 10 times through and pick every third pixel. Then I do the same with the white, although that one starts at one. So uh, it's the next set. And then red is the next set after that. So that's what gives us that uh, green, white, red, green, white, red. Then in the forever loop here, uh, this is the fading. So I index from 0 to 30, and I set the strip brightness to the fade bright value, uh, and then I subtract 1 from that value until uh, we've gone through 30 times. Then we rotate the, the strip pixels by 1, which essentially is what moves the colors over, and then we bring the brightness back up. That is how we can adjust the brightness values to ramp the colors up and down and then change their pixels once every uh, loop that we go through on the Circuit Playground Express running on the Cricut using Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. Okay, tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time for JP's show. Lots ahead with JP Show in 2020 and, of course, tomorrow, a, a new Make Code Minute. Yes. If you want to watch it live. More Make Code. Okay. More easy coding. All right. It's time for Python on Hardware. Yay! Blinka, blinka, blinka. There is so much going on in the world of Python on Hardware. Oh, Happy nice New graphic. Year. Yep. It's Blinka. Blinka snaking its way to 2020. <laughs> um, Python was founded on the idea of its Code Plus community. So, 
there's so many things happening that it made sense to start doing some stats. Okay. So you love stats. Well, it's good if you if everyone's working smart together. It's always good to celebrate stats that we do together. Yeah. And these are ones that are important to some folks. Like, oh, how many um, posts did I do about CircuitPython? How many uh, libraries are out there? How many contributors do we uh, have? Yeah, we commit. And, yeah, and I think stuff. I think now that we've been through this a few times with different platforms, different programming languages, different microcontrollers, there's indicators that something's going to be successful if you keep track of things and look at trajectories. So mm. let's talk about some of the numbers this year. Okay. There are over 205 open source libraries in CircuitPython. Correct. And that's the batteries included. That's the thing that a lot of people can immediately start doing their projects yep. with. We kind of kicked it off with a, a dozen, 200. So we have about as many as we have Arduino libraries written. Every new sensor and device we come out with, we also have a CircuitPython library. And yep. we've got lots of displays, internet connectivity stuff. It's all really good. Yep. And of course, a lot of them work on Blinka as well. And that's how you know we have 200, because Blink is like, look, I got 200 hi, here. Hi, hi. Okay, another one. Um, stars on GitHub. It's it's a vanity thing, because people, they, they, they just, it they just click it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't translate to money. It doesn't, there's but, no, but people say, yeah, this yeah. is this is a repository that I like. This is something that, that I appreciate as someone who consumes code or contributes to code. So 1,500 stars, and that's been hockey sticking okay, out for a while. That's another, that's another stat. That's right. Uh, humans on a Discord server, uh, 15,618. It's a lot of humans. Posts on Instagram with... Pound Circuit Python, 1,413. Okay. Average monthly views on Instagram TV for the Python on Hardware Weekly video, this one right here, yeah. 3,800 uh, views. Wow. That's a lot of people. Um, community meetings uh, where we have a video or a podcast, over 116. Every Monday, we do a community meeting and we have a video and audio recording. Yeah. And then we put it into all the different podcast services. We get 116 of those. You can start from the beginning all the way up till now when we started doing it and you can see the evolution the arc of all the things that go into an open source programming language built by a community for a community it's cool it's a lot of work yeah it's good work you're like hey gonna do bluetooth soon to all the way look at all this bluetooth stuff correct all right slow and steady next up um forum posts in forums.adafruit.com over 6,972 community members on circuit python reddit we just hit 700. 700. Yay. So 700 thanks to everyone over at Reddit who does circuit Python related things and Python on hardware. Um, we also have MicroPython stuff in there as well. Um, products on Adafruit.com that are circuit Python related in some way, 2,400. Circuit Python boards, it's now up to 95, but we even have a new little download counter for, oh. uh, sorry, board counter. Yes, that shows the number of That says the number of boards. Right, so if you're looking for like how many internet connected boards or how many display connected boards. Yeah, well, we have 94 all together. Okay. Sorry, 95, because we have the top secret board that we're going to show tonight. Yes. Okay, um, here's the cool number about uh, What's this. the coolest number? Here's the coolest number. So over half of the boards that are on circuitpython.org are not from Adafruit. Wait, I heard, I won't say who said it, but I heard that majority of the boards not true were Adafruit. That that's most a lie. of them were Adafruit. No, in fact, that is a measure of success. If you have more boards from the ecosystem than your own boards, you're doing something oh. successful. So you're saying there's more boards from other people, not Adafruit, than from us. There's more boards from other companies and other people than Adafruit for like Circuit Like one Python. more or like ten more? Well, I'm glad you asked. At least ten more. Okay. Yeah. So right. uh, about forty from Adafruit and about fifty-five from wow. everybody else together. I was proved wrong. Yeah. 
Well, you already knew the answer to that. This is banter that they do on shows. Look, I, yeah. I got to keep it exciting here. Yeah, we rehearse this right before we get on. We did not rehearse it. <laughs> I know. It's um, live. Yeah. Okay, what else Sorry. What else we got? So I think I got that right. 54? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number of uh, circuit Python guides on learn.adafruit.com. 238 guides with over 1,962 pages. CircuitPython videos on YouTube, over 495. CircuitPython tagged videos on YouTube, over 220. Videos in the Python on Hardware video series, this is this, over 61. This is interesting. The number one video on YouTube related to CircuitPython is from Andreas, and it's called Time to Say Goodbye to Arduino and Go on the oh, MicroPython. Oh, yeah, that had like 200 views. Adafruit CircuitPython, right? 485,000, and now it's Andreas' number one video. Really? Wow, oh, half a million views? Yep. That's a lot. Newsletters. Subscribers to the Python newsletter. Uh, big news and we'll talk about that next week over 7,000 subscribers 7,000 yeah you wanted to hit that yeah newsletter shipped in 2019 it was 52 and total so far 152 if you go to adafruit.com uh, sorry adafruit daily and you can check out all of them blog posts on adafruit.com with circuit python 1217 and I also linked up some google trends there well so there's a lot of stats that's a lot of stats um, stick around for the top secret portion of the show or get it as a separate video because we're going to be talking about the clue board. This is our new microbit shaped board that runs Circuit Python. It's all the things you always wanted in microbit and more. Let's talk about that soon. Lego just released their uh, Lego EV3 program in Python. We talked about it's it, but it wasn't live. Yeah. Now it's live. You can now use your EV3 brick to unleash the power of Python programming. Use MicroPython. Simply install the EV3 MicroPython image on any SD card and boot up your EV3 brick to start programming right away. Kind of cool, because like one, it's running Python 1.9, yeah. and yeah, it's MicroPython. MicroPython they, the yeah. LIGO decided this was the way to go. Okay, um, if you haven't seen it, check out the recap from Tested, where they review Circuit Playground and They're talk like a bunch about Circuit Python. Um, we have a couple guides that just came out. Um, Circuit Python, Libraries, and Jupyter Notebook. This is a sleeper hit, I think, for a lot of the things that uh, Our Lady has been working on. Um, you can interact with sensors in real time, interactive Jupyter Notebooks, and CircuitPython libraries on any computer with MCP22221, uh, especially two, 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 Brent, two, two, helped out with that. Yeah. Um, also, been tuning into the Twitters, and one of the cool things is a lot of people are saying the things that when we first started doing this, we're like, oh, this is so cool, because you can do so so easy. And we're starting to see tweets and more um, where people get this, and this is from Instant Arcade. I have to say, I'm really impressed with Adafruit boards. I haven't gotten to them recently. CircuitPython is a game changer for rapid development and the Adafruit offerings just keep getting better and better. Here's another example. Um, if you want to program on the go, you use Python on the go, this is the Serpente. Yeah, and plug it right this in. is an iPad. And you can, they, this tweet says it better than we could. My mobile development on embedded systems with CircuitPython using iOS makes a lot of fun thanks to Serpente from Arturo. So this is a board we don't make. And so this is, is an ecosystem that's forming around all the goodness that you can do with Python and CircuitPython and Python. So hardware. much goodness. Next up, um, What's that? this parent had a dollhouse, and the dollhouse didn't have a light, so they made a CircuitPython Circuit Playground powered oh, that's nice. light for dollhouse. Okay, uh, this is a Pew Pew. This is from uh, DeshiPoo. You can sign up on Tindy. The Pew Pew M4 prototypes it's looking good. are going to be out soon. Got buttons, yeah. got like a little buzzer there, got a nice screen. The case. 36C3 Chaos Communication Congress 2019 is out. We posted a link to all the videos and more. And of course, there's some Python on hardware. This is a uh, 
uh, Untitled Goose. Um, honker. It honks. It goes honk, honk. You probably hear in the background there. Um, this is kind of nice. This is FOMU. This is the tiniest circuit python possible. It fits into the USB. It's so <laughs> tiny. Yeah. And it's running on an FPGA inside your USB port. And uh, yeah, they're using teeny USB for the USB bootloader. Yep. And uh, they also got circuit python running in it. So it's neat. This is a circuit python powered hoodie. This is an unofficial 36C3 badge using a feather and circuit python. I like python. that kind of like shape, it's kind of a rounded yeah. shape. Uh, I believe Drew posted this up from Osh Park and more. This is uh, Flex After Dark and 0.88 millimeter purple versions of the Blinka PCB design by Deshipoo. There was a session there. You can use MicroPython to hack these cool like key lamps and yeah. more. Look at that, there's a MicroPython in the background. Yeah. MicroPython on everything. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then, um, Cedar Grove is working on this thermal camera project. Um, lots of progress with that, so you can uh, see. Yeah, they're doing it in, in CircuitPython, huh? Yep. Here is uh, from Steam Tokyo. They have amazing graphics. They did the CircuitPython book, Japanese edition, and uh, they have a ton of cool graphics that go with it, so I wanted to add that to the roundup of news. Um, I'll add more because they have a New Year's graphic now with uh, Chigalori and also Circuit Underground. Our very own Phil B made a Krampus snow globe where um, the fleas fall it's, down. It's dirt, yeah, yeah, the dirt and ashes of the of the children that he yeah. eats or something. I don't know. This is from uh, the meetup that was recently. So the in, Israel. Yeah, this is the Israel the Tel Aviv meetup. Um, Circuit Python meetup. They did uh, a simple uh, project to show how to play tunes from Circuit Python, including Jingle Bells and Hanukkah songs. And uh, they emailed too. They said over half the attendees are women. So that's great. That's this is what's happening with this Python on hardware. It's bringing it's great together. for workshops. You can get started yep. so fast. This is a circuit Python based globe. You shake it up. Oh, rubber, that's rubber. a nice snow globe. Yeah, and there you go. Oh, okay. This is the New York. Uh, sorry, the New York, <laughs> the New Year's Eve dress that this kind of Pink New Mom's York. did. Yeah, look, I saw, I saw the New York skyline. I thought. Yeah. And uh, here's a cityscape. Yeah, and here's a close. That's up. nice. I like yeah, the yeah. like. I like how not all the lights are on. It's kind of like yeah, like a real cityscape. This is a badge. Yeah. That Kevin made for Amy D. And it's like a Tamagotchi it's a badge. Tamagotchi, right? and this yeah. Is circuit Python power. It's a dog. That dog looks kind of weird and sad. Here <laughs> is a lightsaber that has the holiday colors of Christmas. All right. Cool for neopixeling. Sabering or. Here is some um, live streaming through a um, uh, socket to show what's going on. This is this like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or USB? I think it's USB. Yeah, okay. And this is um, another example of how you can use this very cool component, this product that Lady Ada made, where you can kind of just hack anything and start with Yeah, this is, this is neat. This is an FT232H, and they used um, CircuitPython. They used because yep. they connected their computer, and it's like, how do you do GPIO toggling to make this, like, little Santa dance thing? It was a very simple, you know, bit-bang protocol, but, like, you know, it's very hard to do GPIO from a computer without uh, a little hardware addition. So that's why I like the FT232H and the MCP2221, because it's, like, they're low-cost, and... If you're a native Python programmer, you like Python, you don't have to ha get a microcontroller involved. And also for stuff like timings like this, where you're just, you have to tweak the numbers constantly, it just makes the iteration cycle much faster. Yeah. And from Mr. Beast in Discord, this is the Android version of Bluefruit Playground. Yay! 
<coughs> it looks yeah they got we gave them the assets and they're they're basically yep. porting the code over um, to Android. Yeah, no, so our app, Bluefruit Playground, has not even been out a month yet, so it's exciting to see already community member cooking up an Android version for all the Android users out there. And that's Python on Hardware News this week. Yay, Whew. Blinka. Okay. Yeah, kicking off the year strong. Time travel. Let's look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. The last decade or the last year? The last year? decade. And wow. More. So, let's do top post of the decade. So every oh, year, man. every year there's a most popular post. I have to guess. No, I'm not gonna do that to you. But we're gonna look at it together. Okay. So this is top of the decade. So top of the decade. Let me go over to this year. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yep. So let's see. Let's see what the top post was in, and this is when just you were blogging. 2010, 10 years ago. Boom, Eagle Library. An Arduino package. Oh my God. That's what you made. Yeah. This is, this is your post. You can see I'm like running Windows 7 there. Yeah. This okay. In the, in yeah, I made an object that I was using it. Wow. Yeah, this was, that's really ancient. I guess there wasn't even an Uno yet. This is for when um, you wanted to make shields. I was like, oh, I should make an object so you could do shields. That's right. Okay, cool. Next up, 2011 Arduino Hole Dimensions. Also, handy. You could tell what we were working on 10 years ago. We've been doing Arduino stuff for a long time. You also tell when I was blogging because I would write things like boom. Yeah. <laughs> 2012. Great Scott DeLorean inspired time clock circuit with Adafruit gear. Classic Philby project. Really cool project. We could do this because we had the um, seven segment backpacks. Yeah, so that was the top post of 2012. 2013. Raspberry Pi status LEDs. Explained. Okay. So this is the original Raspberry Pi one. So you see this is, it, you could tell when Raspberry Pi came okay. out. We were on it. Got we're the on coverage. it. We're on it. Okay. And then. This one is from 2014. Now, we're a new site in addition yeah. to being an electronics company. We cover stuff that we like. So this map shows what's directly across from the ocean from different coastal points. Huh. So if you were to like get in a boat and just go directly over there, you'd be able to Spain. see what it is. Yeah. yeah, interesting. 2015, Raspberry Pi 2, Model B, ARM 7, 1 gigabyte RAM is here, benchmarks and more. We okay. did that. Yeah, more Raspberry Pi stuff. 2016, a new reference card, Soldering 101. This is Phil B's great reference card. So easy. 2017, welcome to Adafruit Circuit Python Beta. This is when really? we started that doing... Really? That was really our first post? That's when we... Uh, well, we had alpha, but this is when we called it beta. And we I think because we, we think we had to come up with a name because it was a, it oh, was yeah. a, it was a fork that was different enough from MicroPython. Yeah. So, yeah, we only had support for the SAMD21. It had the zero and the Feather M0, and I think we just had basic... Yeah. AI, and you were like, "What's the logo?" We were like, "Yeah," and then Bruce and I worked on this, and then this is where we came. We came up with uh, the the identity, the brand identity. Wow, so it's like thing. three years ago, almost yeah. today. Yeah, we started it in September. Yeah. So by October, November, December, January, we had okay. a beta. 2018, most popular blog post: the Apple II source code for the logo programming language was found. Yeah, I like how we're now going back in time again. That's right. <laughs> and 2019. The number one post for the year was 37 years ago today, the Commodore 64 debuted at CES. People loved this post. I remember that. Yeah. It was super popular. Hasn't really been any news about CES that I haven't heard about. I don't think uh, I haven't heard anything oh, about this year. We're not going to be there. No, is there any? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Maybe they're going to release a new Commodore 64. <laughs> I, I think they should. All right. Well, that's pretty exciting. I like how right. it got like, you, you know, you got really into like retro tech and stuff and people really enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. So next up. Top 10s of 2019. You ready for this? Okay. 
All right, so let's go back to our web browser. Go back to the web browser. Top 10 blog posts of 2019. Okay, so this is just This is just this for the year. year. Just for the year. Okay, so we know what the top one is. We know is. what the top one is, so we're not, so it's, not, it's not a spoiler let's now. Let's keep going, yeah. Okay, number 10, Arduino Pro ID, the alpha preview. We covered it, we announced uh, yes. that they had it. We had some questions. Um, we'll see if Arduino uh, wants to check them out. Um, two. Two. No, nine. Uh, sorry. sorry, yeah, the second one. Um, but it's number nine. Um, we've posted our photos of the first Arduino from 2005. Why did we post that again? Because it was Arduino Day. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. Number eight, onboard card diagnostics with ODB2 Pi using Raspberry Pi. Oh, okay. Number seven, <laughs> there was this very sneaky Captain America Easter egg in the Avengers. People here love Captain The America. Avengers Endgame, I think, would, turned out to be the most popular movie. I know, for, it, was just, yeah. it just took over. Number six, the NASA Drive Initiative Faster Than Speed of Light. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, run a Mac OS Mojave uh, guest in VirtualBox on Windows or Linux. That was handy. number five. Very handy. Number four, build a car computer with Raspberry Pi. Cool. We joined the Risk Foundation, and we decided to post up, of course, Risk is going to change everything. Same scene from Hackers. Hackers will be celebrating 25 years this year. Don't remind movie. me. Okay. And then a new guide. Python. Python is in the latest version of Windows 10. So Correct. you can see like what's going on is like you can see yeah. this is trends. This is what this is how okay. people figure out trends. And okay. number one. And number one that we the already Commodore did. That, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thirty-seven years ago, the Commodore 64 debuted. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good okay. stuff. All right. We good? Yeah, we're good. Gerbs. Okay. Help wanted. So um, I mentioned this before. I'm going to mention it again. So we're going to be posting this job up on the jobs board next week. But maybe you. We have an opening. Opening. At Adafruit, it can be remote. It can be here in New York. For someone who knows Node and Rails who wants to work on Adafruit IO, Adafruit IO is, I think, the best um, privacy first, user first, sharing, free, and easy, we have a pay tier if you want to do more. It's super stable for for IO for data logging. Yeah. So so we just want we we'll hire somebody who will kind of keep keep it running. I mean, it's running great. It's actually we've done so much work on it to make it very stable, and a lot of it is adding new features, really cool stuff that we want to add. Um, and uh, we just need someone who is comfortable adding to the Rails and Node code on there. Uh, if you've done IoT projects, of course that's great, but you don't have to. But you, I think you'll like it more if you probably did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Next up. So um, coming up soon is Martin Luther King Day. It's January twentieth, so that means there's plenty of time to ask your employer if you don't have the day off. What would it take to get the day off? If your company doesn't have paid day off for charity, ask what would it take to do that. If you're a company, especially in the tech sector, so the tech sector has one of the worst adoption rates of a federal holiday, Martin Luther King, very uniquely American holiday. So this yes. is for the folks in the audience here from America. There's 20 days. Yeah. It could happen. Yeah. So so I wanted to mention this now. So it's a paid day off at Adafruit, but we also do paid day off for charity. And one of the things that I think um, makes... You feel and, better. And okay, day is a, is a service. It's, it's a, a day of service. service. Day. Yeah. So, like, I think if companies are just like, we don't want to give people a day off, maybe do pay day off for charity, but the employees take, like, one day off. And if anyone wants the um, approved legal stuff that we put in our handbook when we work with our employment lawyers, let me know. BT at Adafruit. Because I think this would be something, um, especially this year, an election year coming up, if everyone could just do one day of public service together, and if we only had a day called Day of Service, well, that's what Martin Luther King Day is. Um, you know, 
if you're in a um, company, please do I, it. I can't, I can't change the entire world, but we have a show, so that's what I wanted to mention. We kind of convinced Apple to do it. I think we got Apple to do it because they kept. So one of the things about Apple is they would use Martin Luther King Day, in their Martin ads. Luther King, in all of their um, ads. Yeah. And uh, we're like, well, he's he's a and, change and, in a very friendly way. We're like, you know, if you're if you can t- on the on the website on Martin Luther King Day, sure, put the put the photo up. But are the employees allowed to take a day off? Is there paid day off for charity? So actually, this was a while ago. This was a yeah. long time ago. But I think we did. I think we did a good job. And just like, hey, like if you're going to do that, it's probably a good idea to make that an option. So I don't know. We try. The tech sector has some some things that they can work on. I think we all can. Okay. But uh, progress. Speaking of uh, Lady Ada, you're on a magazine cover. Yay! This is reinvented. Reinvented. And you can go to reinventedmagazine.com. Um, I think that's the URL. And you are on the cover for this issue, and it's called Girls Who Hack. Yes. Ladies who hack. I'm a lady and I hack. Yeah, so that is on stands now. Other things. Thank you, everyone, who decided to enter the Take Flight with Feather contest. Yay. It started November 1st, and there was over, let's check, I think 85 entries, I think. Yeah. I think. Back to the browser. 84 entries. 84 entries. All together. Cool. Look and at all these, these great These are all feathers, feathers, and one or some may be made. Well, there's a couple different. We have a, a few yeah. entries. Look at this. There's a lot of like finished hardware. There, there's a lot of good ideas. There's a too. lot of really good ones in yeah. here. I do. So I am very really impressed. Well. Yeah, it's a multi-clicker. You can't just scroll to one. You can't. Um, okay. So even though the contest was only only two months, this uh, this was a huge amount of entries. Ooh, high power motor. Look at this. A feather wing nice. for HVAC sensors. Like, look yeah, at this. Kind of cool. Okay. Okay. So well, okay. nice. So next. We're up. gonna be judging them soon. All right. It's open source hardware time. It Let's is. Hardware. We are doing open source hardware. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to talk about is we did a post about Arduino. So you remember we had the top 10 posts of the decade? You mean we had, like that was like two minutes ago? Yeah. Remember we did like, that? Yeah. Yeah. I so uh, you've been contributing to Arduino for about a decade. Well, at least because the EagleCAD <laughs> that at I posted least. is 10 and, years ago. And, and I'll, I'll say this because I'm a user of the libraries. I, I don't write Arduino libraries, but I use them. Yeah. Um, and the information that we have is we're the number one downloaded library libraries in, in Arduino. Yeah, NeoPixel and DHT are like... And the number, and number one provider of. And yes, we have the most libraries. Yeah. And so I wrote like three this weekend. And so why do we do this? Why? Well, I don't know. Because we want to help people learn how to code, do projects and everything. Oh yeah, that's right. So every year we take a look at what's going on in the world of microcontrollers. Uh, obviously CircuitPython. Um, we have a blog post coming out soon where we're like telling the community, um, please let us know what you want and here's some ideas that we have. Yeah. But we also try to do this with Arduino because everybody's using our stuff. And we're like, here's what we think we could do, and then we listen to our customers. And we listen to people at events, and we listen to the community. And so here's our list that we kind of keep track throughout the year. There's some stuff that we're working on, some stuff that it's not just helpful for us, um, and some of it isn't. It'd be helpful for the community. So here's the things that we came up with that would be cool to see in 2020. Uh, Download stats from Arduino for community and developers. This one, they said they're going to do it at Arduino Day. There's arduinolibraries.info. It's an attempt, but... Arduino actually has all the data. So when you make a library, Arduino has a copy on their servers and they know all the stats. Okay. They've 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 told everyone they have these stats at the event that they did. The reason this is really helpful yeah, for they, me. Yeah, they showed this screenshot of it, but they said they were yeah. gonna post this stuff up. We actually need this 
Uh, yeah, because yeah. I have to do like library management and deprecation, and it would be really helpful to know which libraries people, I mean, there's the total downloads, but if I can tell which ones are being downloaded and how yeah. often, that will help me know if it's okay for me to deprecate or if I have to, if I can rename it. Like, it, uh, we do this with CircuitPython because we have a lot of stats and details on it. Yeah. I don't have that for Arduino. So right now I'm kind of working blind. I'm like, well, I'm going to change this library and I just really hope a lot of people aren't yeah. using it, but I don't so know. So this is back in March um, and I took a screenshot from the video because that was the only way to get this. And they said they were going to do it in a couple weeks or something. It's now, of course, longer than that. It's from March of last year. But it would be really nice to have this, I think, for the people who maintain libraries or making libraries to know what to work on and what to work on. Um, they do share some stats sometimes. Yeah. So they have form users and like number of people on Facebook. But um, the, the, the library stats that they said they were going to release would be really helpful. Okay, we'll see. Really Hopefully yeah. sometime this year. Okay, next up. Uh, tiny USB support in Arduino Core. So We added this to our Arduino Core. We did. So we know it's possible. And the reason this would be really cool is that they did a recent like chainsaw project where the logic of Arduino was separated from the hardware support, which is totally awesome and great. Um, and the next step of that would be if we could, I know we have like pluggable USB, but pluggable USB, like I've, we've tried to use it a couple times to extend it and it's been very challenging. Whereas Tina USB is a little bit more comprehensive and having that be part of the chainsaw project where you can use Tina USB as your default USB peripheral would mean that you would have the same consistent USB interface across all chipsets. And I think we're at the point now where everything has USB, um, just like we have like, you know, generic BLE, I think having a generic USB interface would be really helpful as more and more chips get hardware support in the Arduino IDE. Okay, next up. Oh, well actually I'll say this. So um, what we've seen now is when there's new hardware platforms, what people are able to do instantly and easily is get TinyUSB on there and they're able to do more Because that's faster. the hardest part of doing yeah. a port, is the USB so, support, by far. So with um, FOMU and some of these uh, small devices that yeah. are like teaching people FPGA with open tool chains, or things like the NXP chip line, or whatever it is now, especially looking at what people are doing at conferences with badges, this is the first thing. If you get that in there, then you get so much more. So that'd be, I think that'd be helpful for Arduino. Um, specifically for the community who, if. Arduino wants community contributions, this would be a way to do it. Um, next up, you have two bootloader support from Arduino. Yes. So one of the reasons that we have... This is kind of paired with yeah. TinyUSB, it's very similar. It's, it's a common bootloader that we use, and again, what's nice about this is it's one bootloader that's imported to multiple different processors. Um, so we have it for the SAMD21, the SAMD51, the STM32, the Nordic NRF52840, you know, there's, it also exists for like Linux, you know, Cypress, some other chipsets, we have LPC support. NXP support. So the, um, what's nice about UF2 is it's one standard for bootloading, which again makes easier to like you know do bootloading. And also, not only does it have a DFU, HID, or CDC mode, it also has a mass storage mode. And this is really great for kids who don't have a way to install a driver on a computer. Like for example, if you have a Chromebook, yeah, you can sometimes install like AVR Girl and and code through that. But sometimes you have like an Android tablet and there's no way for you to install software other than with mass storage. Like even iOS, you can do mass storage. And it also lets you take backups. So right now it's like if you want, if you have an Arduino Uno and you want to take a backup of the firmware, you have to like install AVR Dune, you have to learn how to use it and you have to like type this arcane thing into the command line and we have tutorials on it and it's, it's not bad. 
Um, but it would be really great if you could just drag and drop it. And this makes distribution of firmware and software really easy. One example that I think kind of hit home yeah. was Bill from AT Makers said, look, I'm distributing assistive technology firmware updates. They're not going to download the Arduino IDE and change thinking something in a script and then hit compile and download it and wait. He just ships them a file yeah. over email. They double click the little board. It goes in the, the USB mode where you just drag and drop USB the uh, UFT bootloader, yeah. and they're done. Yeah. So, like, that... It's great. I do FIFT distribution, too. Like, when we're doing debugging, yeah. and people are like, how do I test my hardware? I'm like, oh, here's the testing UF2. Yeah. Drag and drop it, because if you give them, if you tell them to go and compile something, now you're adding the complexity of the tool chain and the compiling and what libraries they have. Whereas I give them a UF2, it's like, yeah. I guarantee that they'll install it right, and I guarantee that it's going to be the right so software. I think this is another example. If Arduino wants to expand their ecosystem, contributors and developers... It's already done. It's already done. We've already written this. We're saying okay. we would just think it would be great if it was used. Arduino library standards and automation. Yeah, this is actually something that um, the Arduino team has started, and I think it's an excellent start. Um, a year ago, about we did our automation tools for um, using Travis CI with Arduino libraries. It's been really helpful. So the the challenge now is that there are so many chipsets that support Arduino, and it's nearly impossible to know if your library or code is going to run on all of them. And so like, you know, we have like 250 different Arduino libraries, um, you know, and then once in a while, like ESP8266 will change something, or maybe there's like a new, you know, Arduino 33 IoT, whatever, there's some new platform. You wanna make sure that everything at least compiles. So um, Arduino now has an actions sketch for compilation, which is very good. What I would like is, to have some sort of like standards that people can attempt to achieve for library style and um, like examples and distribution, because right now I don't, like nobody really knows what is expected when you write example code or libraries. Everyone's kind of on their own, which is fine. It means it's, we have a lot of creativity and it's kind of like the wild west. Um, but I also see a lot of libraries, I also get a lot of pull requests from people who are making like really bad decisions that I'm like, oh, I know it's going to happen. If we, if we accept this pull request, everything is going to break. And like, n there's no way to explain to them, like, no, this isn't how it's done. We don't you know, pass things by reference, or we don't use pointers in that way in Arduino, um, because there's like no place to point them. So it would be neat if there was, um, in addition to the Action CI, maybe some more scripts that people could do to, um, you know, like a, a C language or C++ language like uh, style check. You know, like you, I've seen these for like, you know, in Python there's linters. Yeah. And I know that CLang has a bunch of testers that can do, but like letting you know like, hey, by the way, like you don't check that this pointer is null before you do something. I think it will really cut down on problems. Like, you know, the, a lot of libraries are golden path. I think it would help avoid this golden path problem where if people do something even a little bit different, um, things fall apart. Okay, well, speaking of, next one. Uniform transfer of structured data. Um, so we bumped into this because we were just writing so many libraries and we were just copying and pasting the same SPI, I squared C, and UART interface code to just like send and receive a buffer. Um, these are really stabilized. I think, you know, maybe when Arduino was starting 10 years ago, like it was kind of like, well, you know, we don't know exactly what people want with I squared C or UART SPI. I, at this point, I think it's really stabilized. And I think having a 
default Arduino includable library that has a standard of like, I want to write and read an SM bus. I want to transmit a buffer on SPI um, and have it be like very compact. And again, abstracted away, it doesn't have to be a thick abstraction layer, but just enough that if and when things do change in the Arduino API, and they do sometimes change, I mean, a couple of years ago, whatever, we had SPI transactions, right? That's a really great thing that we added. Um, we might eventually have I squared C transactions. We might change the I squared C underlying layer but instead of doing a buffering style to maybe being a more streaming style. Um, if there was an abstraction layer, I think that would be good. I've made tons of mistakes in, in our libraries. And one of the reasons is what we, why we wrote this abstraction layer is to try to avoid me making the same mistakes. Um, but I think it would help other people as well. Because I've, I've seen so many libraries where I'm like, oh man, like your, your library is not going to work you know, if it's uh, you know, a repeating starter or non-repeating starter. You don't check this return value and you really should because if you, know, you don't have a pull up, it's not gonna work. So stuff like that I think would be good is, you know, again, we have a library. People can use it if they want to, I'm using it. Yeah. But if there was an official one, I think that would be even better. I was talking to someone in the open source hardware community and um, I'll just, you know, summarize briefly. So yeah. we're in a weird position where so you have a lot of knowledge on what can help out Arduino the most, and we're in a position to talk about it. Like in I write community. so much code. I write and, so much code. And <laughs> and we have a platform to get this out there. But I think because of the way electronic companies compete more now, yeah, there's not as much community. If you make a board and I make a board, you know, it, it, it's harder for companies to interact together. Communities like you can kind of do stuff in GitHub a little bit, but I think this so this is our attempt. Where like this information we like this is these are good ideas and like yes it would help us but it also help everybody else so I think that's the dilemma with some of this stuff and speaking of so there's a connector that everyone's using on hardware now it's Grove it's Stemma it's Quick Quick yeah so this has been going on for because a while. all the sensors and have have again they both stabilized to I squared C like it yeah. used to be like you get sensors that can be a variety of things but you know what. In the last like five years, everything's now I squared so, C. Sparkman has Quick. Yeah. Seed has Grove. We have Stemma and Stemma QT. There's like Gravity. There's and a couple others. And Robot has Gravity. We made like Stemma octopus. try to be the most compatible with everything. Yeah. But there's an Arduino MKR board, and there's something that kind of looks like this, but it isn't compatible with these. Yeah. It, it, so here's the thing. It actually doesn't matter to me, because all of our Quick boards have level shifting on them and regulators. And that's just my style. But I know that the SparkFun Quick Boards don't. And so I'm worried that people are going to try to plug, you know, Quick Boards into the MKR. I mean, it's not a perfect connector, but we're going to have a cable. And if you used it um, and you didn't realize it's 5-volt output, then it wouldn't level shift. It, it doesn't level shift the I squared C from 5-volt down to 3 and the output voltage is five volts. So if you try to power something directly and most sensors are three volts, it wouldn't work. So it, I think if everyone could either decide like, look, it's gonna be three volt power, three volt logic, great. Or five volt logic and we have level shifting, great. But I think having something that's neither, um, it's just risky because people, there's just so many Grove sensors out there and there's so many quick sensors out there that I wanna, I'm, I'm trying to say, like, everybody, let's, let's try to get closer together. And the maker boards are the only boards that are, don't match yeah. this exact 
voltage specification where it, there's a risk that they could plug five volts into a sensor or they have something with a regulator, but then the pull-ups go too high and, and could freak out the I squared C port. So, so it would be nice. an attempt of trying, like, hey, everybody, if we do this, it'll get better for everyone. I think, and, um, and I think more Our stuff would, is fine. That's why yeah. like, it doesn't matter what anyone does. Like, we're going to do the best thing for our customers and for the community. But we see an opportunity for if you decide to buy something from SparkFun or something from Arduino, those things will work together. I think it would be great if there's more compatible. We, I, I try really hard to stay compatible with as many things as possible yeah. because I don't, I don't believe that an ecosystem works if it's, if it's everybody has their own little islands. Yeah. Um, so. But that's my, again, it, it's, I don't care personally, but I think it would be great for the community if this was true. So the, the other thing is we said, hey, send us your comments. So um, on this page here, um, this is what someone pointed out, and uh, we got a few emails. If Arduino used the Feather format, which the maker kind of looks like it, has a, you know, a, a Stemma-like port on it. So we didn't put this in our list. And the reason is, I think it's a little self-serving if it comes from us. Like, yeah, there's, there's a ton of feathers. There's Feather Wing took off. There's the wing contest that we just talked about with Hackaday. Um, SparkFun does feather wings. Seed has feather wings. Particle does feather wings. All the electronic manufacturers pretty much do feather wings now. Um, component manufacturers, they do wings. Um, remember how shields worked out for Arduino and there was an ecosystem and a lot of people made shields? This is where it went. This isn't like, ooh, 2020 predictions. This is what it is. Um, but I understand us saying it. It's like, well, of course Adafruit wants, wants to have uh, the wing standard. Um, we did an open standard. We get no money for this. It's If you make it that shape, we just did a good spec, and that's why people used it. Um, not because of any other reason. <laughs> Trust me. It's a good spec. That's it's why. It's an open spec. Yeah, go it's a, ahead. It's a good it. open spec. Have um, fun. Other requests that came in um, in the comments and people who chatted with us, um, other languages, Go and Python. For I Arduino. think that's, diff that's kind of outside but, the, yeah. the realm. So that's our thing. I'm going to um, turn this into a little short video, put it on that post. Yeah. And like that's those are our ideas for 2020. Arduino. Uh, let us know if you're interested in any of these things. We did a lot of them, or and or we're doing them. Or if them. there's something that you would like us to do, yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let me know. Like what I I write I wrote code all through Christmas break. All I did was write Arduino libraries. It was a nonstop Arduino library yes. party. This is mostly my um, life watching Lamore. Like, hey, still working on that Arduino and thing? They're still working on it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and, and writing, working on this action stuff and, and CI and trying to do a lot of integration yeah. with our libraries and, and maintaining the 250 libraries. But maybe there's other stuff that, you know, if y'all yeah. want help adding TeenUSB, I'd love to help get that added. And I'll say, so this, helpful. I'll say this too, because I think we're just one voice that tries to collect the feedback from the community and more. We have the show, we have blog posts. Yeah. But if you're on Twitter, at Arduino, say you want Featherwings, say you want the, any of these things. That way they hear that it's not just like crazy Phil and Lamar coming up with crazy stuff. Um, let them know, because Arduino is a community um, that's what it was built on, is a community. It's open source. That's how we all got here. Yeah. And I wrote the article a long time ago, Why Arduino One Was Here to Say. Doing things Arduino-like is the way electronics are going to get done. And that's helped us figure out what we want to do at CircuitPython. So anyways, all right, let so them know. That's that blog post. Okay. We have 2,089 guides. We have one updated guide. We have one guide this week. It's the math glasses. Yeah. All right, they're cool. It's a looping GIF. We want to show the video yeah. in a bit, but here's a little short clip. Yeah, 
Well, we're going to show the full video later. This just. But these are cool glasses. 3D printed yeah, yeah. LED green glasses inspired by Razor. So somebody tweeted it into my timeline. And I was like, whoa, those are NeoPixels. And I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. Those are basically the LED rings that we sell in the store. So I was like, this is a great, easy winter project. So Noe and Pedro work together on this 3D print. We're on CircuitPython, has an itsy bitsy on it. It's got battery charging. It's, it's super cool. Fits over your glass and you can see. Yep. Okay. I can see you. Main New York City factory footage this week. It's going to be a little different because... Everyone's out. Everyone's out today. However, I wanted to show this cool thing that I made this morning. So using an Oculus Quest, it's a, you know, VR thing. Yeah. You have to make sure we're on top of all this stuff. I know. There is a app where you put in addresses and you save favorites and you can be teleported to each one. And uh, I use the app and I put in the, the different Adafruits. So here this we are. Some old Adafruit. Here we are at 24 John Street. 24 John Street, and, now a hotel. And that's when uh, this was 10, 10 years ago. Uh, this is when uh, we were in the shadow of where the um, Freedom Tower is. It wasn't even built. It was getting built. Okay. And we were in a really crummy um, apartment. It was really crummy. Um, Adafruit was one table, and yeah. that's where it started. And then this is this a, this is your workshop. I built you the yes. Thank you for building me that workbench. Bench. That was wonderful. Yeah. And so that was that was John Street, and then the other one was we. So that got condemned. <laughs> we had to leave. Yeah, it was condemned. I gotta go. Um, and now we're here. We went. We then went to 80 Nassau Street, which was a block away. I moved all of Adafruit on a little green cart. Yes. And it allowed us to. We still lived inside of Adafruit, just like we did in the previous apartment. So this is a a, a shot from 2009. This is so a little pick and place. A little bit before 2010. I, I you know what I'm doing there? I'm writing an Arduino library. You're writing an Arduino library. We had a pick and place in our kitchen. That's our kitchen. Um, this is oh, where yeah. I did the shipping, and this is where the picking place was. And then I have a little one-minute video of Lady Adif. This is from 2010 when we had the picking place. Okay. The tiny one that fit in our apartment. All right, that fit in the kitchen. I had a cat back then. I had a cat in a small picking yeah, place. Yeah, so uh, take it away. Lady Ada from 10 years ago. It's like a factory up in here. What's going on, Lady Ada? Um, well, I'm making some accelerometer breakouts, and um, I built that tray uh, holder last time we did a video. And um, that's because the accelerometers I bought, I couldn't get any in the reel. They just didn't have any. I had to buy them in a tray. So this time we're going to do a pickup from the tray. So why don't you watch the tray over there while I press continue. So yeah, now it picks up from the tray and does the vision check instead of from the feeder. And I'm not a huge fan of trays. I like the feeders a little bit more. Um, but this seems to be working out okay. Okay, let me see what it looks like on the screen here. Yeah, and this is the new uh, closed loop vision that I, I discovered um, and uh, activated on my machine and it's working a lot better. It's a little slower, but it's a lot more precise. All right, cool. So these will be in the store soon, the accelerometers, yeah. right? we'll have more in stock. Okay. Okay, so that was insane. Um, but that was our kitchen. Look, and then I had to I had to get this yeah. thing going. So um, after we saved up enough money, we were able to move to where we're at now. And this is 150 Varick. This is where your packages come from. This is some of the photos. This is the, the first part that we got. We had to do a complete build out. And this is it empty. And we had to put in HVAC. We had to put in all the electrical. We had to put in everything. And eventually we got into that area. Then Sandy hit. And then we gave up. Just kidding, we kept going. So now we have about 50,000 square feet. We have multiple floors. 
And all of this is uh, me from this, Mythic you place. see, yeah, we now have the machine line uh, on, an, on another floor. Um, this is a 10 year journey, and I thought it was kind of neat to do this type of made in New York City because everyone's doing these like decade posts and everything, and that's where Adafruit was 10 years ago. And just to like tie it all back together, we're only here because you all buy stuff once in a while, and that's why we have a discount code. But um, that's, that's our journey. Um, no funding, no loans, no venture capital. We've always invested back into the employees and the company. And uh, thanks for being part of this 2020, uh, you know, you're reflective over the holidays. And that was our 10-year journey. That was from apartment to where we're sitting here. To the future. Right now. And, and I'll say this, when I, and this isn't supposed to be an inspiring, you know, speech no, or anything. No, it's very inspiring. It feels it's not, su- it's not supposed to be. Um, if we can do this, this was, if we can do this, and I think almost anything's possible because this was hard. This was so hard. This was hard. And it's never going to be easy. I do think you have to find what makes you fulfilled. And uh, doing this show and having the community uh, makes us fulfilled. So thank you, everyone. And uh, I'll continue to do more of these flashbacks from uh, 10 years ago where we had a full manufacturing facility inside of a kitchen um, in an apartment. Uh, down by, you know, ground zero. Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a weird time and a weird place to start an electronics company, but I'm glad we did it. Yay. Okay. So moving right along. We have some 3D printing. So remember those glasses that you were showing everybody? Oh, the ones that's like two seconds We here? have a full video. Okay, take it away. Video, Nan Pedro, thank you for doing a New Year's project. That's right. Cool one. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're building NeoPixel glasses inspired by Res. We wanted to make these look like the goggles Res wears on stage. So they've got the hypnotic swirls and color-changing LEDs. Res is a music producer that performs on stage with LED glasses that she made herself. She's created these iconic eyes that's really defined her image. They look really amazing and has inspired lots of makers out there to DIY their own. We designed and 3D printed the frames and the electronics are from Adafruit. You can wear them pretty much like glasses, albeit they're a bit more like goggles. The frames are pretty simple yet an elegant design. It holds the two triple rings and has hinges on the side. The LED animations are really well done here and feature different patterns. It's based off an Itsy Bitsy M4 and uses CircuitPython to animate the LEDs. Each of these triple rings have 44 NeoPixel LEDs and they're the through-hole type. The NeoPixels are actually diffused so they look soft which makes them easy on the eyes. The Itsy Bitsy M4 is mounted on the side of the arm and all the wiring is pretty much hidden. On the other arm there's a LiPo battery, slide switch and charging circuit hidden behind the cover. The wiring is pretty discreet so you can actually see through them with a little bit of effort. There's a few holes inside the ring, so looking around, your eyes can actually make stuff out. We're using the Itsy Bitsy M4 because it's got a fast chipset, pretty small size, and it has CircuitPython support. We've documented this project with build photos, we have the code on GitHub, and downloadable CAD files. It's an open design, so you can use the circuit, and folks can adapt it to fit other projects. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. 
The parts are designed to be 3D printed without any support material, so you can download the CAD files or modify the design. The CAD assembly includes the electronics, and we also have a parts library on GitHub. The code was written in CircuitPython by Philip Burgess, and it uses the fancy LED library. We think it's a great example of animating NeoPixels, and it's got a lot of comments too, so definitely check it out. These look so good, and the randomness is really spot on. We like using boards with CircuitPython because it enables them to work like a USB drive. This makes editing code much easier because you can just plug it into any computer and edit the files. We think it's the best way to get projects quickly up and running. The rainbow color changing is subtle and it works really well with the soft diffused pixels. Huge shout out to Lady Ada for suggesting this project and having us do a tutorial. So go check out the learn guide and let us know if you build your own. The team at Adafruit really appreciates the community and wants to help make your projects all the better. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. up we have a speed up this is the way before we get on to new products with Lady Ada, who's currently working on a sensor breakout right now. Um, this is the recap from 2019 from Noam Pedro. Take it away, Noam Pedro, and thank you again for all your cool projects of 2019. Looking forward to all of the 2020 projects.
don't forget next week, you know, Pedro will be returning 3D Hangouts. We can learn how to make all this stuff every single Wednesday. All right, well, Lady what? Gaga, before yeah. we go on to the uh, new products, 2020's code, it supports us. 10% off. We appreciate it. Use it. We'd like you to use it. Thank you for using it. <laughs> Thank you for using it. No, really, it's like it makes yeah. it work out here. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. New York, New York. <laughs> if I can new it here, I can new it, it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, they were playing the new song on, on yeah. TV last night. Yeah, we actually talked about that last night. We're like, you know, uh, New York, New York is played every New Year's. No matter how how much Frank Sinatra gets canceled or not, it's just like no, it's like I'm it's just, yeah. just gonna happen forever. He's just doesn't matter. Made it through this so uh, okay. the first new product I want to talk about before you get into your jam is a uh, gift. AdaBox of AdaBox. Yeah, so AdaBox 15 will be a cool thing. We will run out. A lot of people got it for the holidays, so we have a smaller number of openings this round. So if you haven't already, go to AdaBox.com. Get an AdaBox, or even better, give it to someone that you know that will look at this, and it could get them on the journey of a lifeline, li lifetime hobby. All the AdaBoxes are amazing, by the skills, way. I, I would not be doing AdaBox 15 career. if it wasn't like, this is something I would have wanted when I was yeah, like 16. I would have loved this. I would have loved it. It didn't exist. We had nothing. <laughs> we walked uphill both ways and had yeah. the, we had the worst kits in the world. The yeah. kits were so bad. I can't even explain to people how bad electronics was. All it's right. now really great. Let's get on to some good electronics. Sorry. Okay, so Subscribe. new products for up. Subscribe. Okay, we've got two kits. Uh, JST kits. This is from request from Knowing Pedro, actually. They, they are always making custom cables. And I don't even know if I'll show them on the overhead because they're pretty straightforward. We have one that's a JST PH kit. And one that's a JST XH kit. The PH kit is two millimeter pitch. The XH is mm. 2.54. Mm. I'll show you. Yeah, so this is the, the PH kit. It's not as large, it doesn't have as many pieces, but you get through hole parts. So this is a through hole header. And you have the matching um, sockets that plug in. So is this even the right size? No, because I can't count. Is this the right size? No, I also can't count. This is the right size. Oh, right, there's five. Okay, so this matches into here. It plugs in nicely, but not so much that you can't pull it out. Yeah. Although it's really hard to do it on camera, but believe me, you can remove it. Um, if I had cables in, of course, you just pull it out. And then here's the thing. So you have these um, socket connectors. So the deal is, is that to put the pins that match with these um, male plugs, you have to crimp on these sockets. You, know, you get a lot of sockets because they, they don't always survive the crimping process. I'm going to redo it. I do recommend getting a proper pair of crimping pliers. You can crimp with normal pliers, like, like needle nose pliers. I've done it. I've survived multiple burning mans with it. It can work, but it's not great. And nowadays you can get very inexpensive uh, crimping pliers that have like the right little, like they have this little shape that's like an M and it does a nice job with crimping. But basically you can make custom cables very easily with uh, again two millimeter pitch which is common it's um this is like grove compatible uh the two pin ones are what we use for our battery packs so if you want to make like weird custom battery packs we also carry some of these cables on their own but maybe you want to have like a weird 
you know, four to five with one leftover type cable thingy. So this is the PH kit. And then the XH kit, very similar looking, also a bunch of white blobs, but the connectors are slightly bigger. So this is the five pin, two millimeter. And then this is the five, mil, uh, the five pin, uh, 2.5 millimeters. So you see it's, it's bigger. This is uh, 0.1 inch. So this is best, uh, sorry. Yeah, this is 0.1 inch, 2.54 millimeter approximately. So this is, works really well with breadboards and perf boards. And whenever you want to use like, you know, everyday header with it, um, like this is the same pitch as plain header. So that's kind of nice. Um, both are very popular, so we stock both kits. Again, this one has a ton of um, uh, connectors. This one has actually both uh, male plug crimpy connectors and socket connectors. I don't know why there's both, but I guess you could put male plugs into these and then plug it into uh, a socket header on a breadboard. So pretty handy, and you get a lot more connectors in this one. So PH and XH kits. Okay. You has them. You Next wanted up, them, you has them. We have a lot of stuff from Pimeroni. We did. We got a shipment. Yay. Um, so they have discontinued their old audio line, and now they have a pirate audio line, which I really like because it has these really lovely 1.3-inch TFTs. Now, there are three options, and so you're wondering, like, why are there so many photos you're showing me? They're all basically the same idea. They have an I2S audio interface. They have a 1.3-inch TFT, and they have four buttons on the front. And you can press the buttons to go through interfaces. It, they have a Spotify client, which um, unfortunately I did not have time to set up before the show because it was New Year's Day. But um, we'll have a, a video on the site and also check out their guide. Um, so you can do, I think, like Spotify or like just, you know, radio, um, internet radio. But it's got a nice uh, IPS TFT display. And you can see on the overlay, it has like the buttons, what they do, like fast forward, pause, back and forth. And the three versions have three different things going on. So this version, uh, you can see the speaker grill. This version has a speaker built in. So I'm going to just rudely unplug this, remove this from this Pi Zero. And you can use it with a Pi Zero, or you can use it with any Raspberry Pi, the two by 20 connector. So this is a one watt speaker. You see connected here, there's a little amplifier, and then um, the connector for the uh, Pirate uh, audio display. And then here's a version that has the same display, but this time it has speaker connectors. So you can connect external speakers like we stock for ohm speakers, but the same interface on the front, you know, display four buttons. So that's the same. And then the third version is the audio jack version. So this version, you know, it's again, very similar to the existing ones, except instead of a speaker, it now has a headphone jack. So this is a line out. You can connect this to um, an existing speaker system or headphones or what have you. And it has a nice I2S amplifier as well. Um, so you just uh, run their script to install this and uh, you point it at whatever your Spotify account is um, or audio account. And uh, you have audio with a beautiful um, album art or what station you're playing or you know maybe like cool audio effects. So here's some photos from um, Pyroni yeah. showing what it looks like when it's running. These are like great little additions. So you have a Pi Zero W, plug this in, wireless internet radio. Lovely. Okay. Next up, the star of the show tonight, besides the community, all of our Adafruit team members, and you, Lady Ada, is this. It's the Itsy Bitsy. Some people are like, are you going to get this out for the end of the year? And I'm like, yeah, it's the 31st, and that counts. We get it out by the end of the year. We got it out by the end of the year. 
It's uh, the Itsy Bitsy NRF52840. Uh, we actually there was um, a storm. At, there was a typhoon at the place that was um, making us these modules, and so that's why it was taking us a while to to get them back in stock, is because we didn't have extra modules. But we got them. So the Itsy Bitsy is uh, is this kind of form factor that we like using. It's a go I think 0.7 inch by 1.4 inch size, and it has a micro USB on one end. And then it has a whole bunch of stuff inside that makes it easy to use with uh, Arduino or CircuitPython. In this case, it's an NRF52840. It's a USB-capable Bluetooth LE radio module. Uh, what's nice about the modules, it's got FCC, CE, Telex certification, everything. And then um, it's kind of big, so we had to use the bottom. So it doesn't sit flat like the other Itsy Bitsies, but it has two megabytes of SPI, sorry, QSPI flash, has a dot star RGB LED, has a 32 kilohertz crystal, it has like power regulators and stuff. Um, and it has nearly identical pin out to the other itsy bitsies. The biggest difference is, of course, there's no pins on the end. Usually there's like another extra five pins where that antenna is, but the antenna is there. And even if you know, we did move the module over, you wouldn't want those pins, you know, that much metal near um, the antenna. And so we just kind of pushed it to the end and then you have all the connectors that you need along the sides, including uh, pin five, which is a special pin. It's level shifted up to five volts, so it's an output only. That means though that you can use it for driving a NeoPixels directly, or if you ever need something that needs five volt uh, power logic, um, you can use that pin for that. So this is great for very compact Bluetooth projects. This is our smallest BLE module. It's the teensiest one yet. It's the teensiest one yet, and it's got two buttons, one for um, bootloader and reset, and then we have an extra LED for a user switch. Why I put it there, I don't actually remember why, but at the time it seems like a good idea. Actually, I was thinking like, why did I put it there? But you have an extra switch, so maybe if you want to, you know, some people are using this for keyboards, maybe you switch modes or whatever. It has a little, you know, button on it. So it's very small, um, compact, but runs CircuitPython beautifully, runs Arduino beautifully. Uh, you can use it with all our recent um, CircuitPython library work and of course all the historic Arduino libraries that we've written over the years. Okay. That's the end. Okay. Okay, so let's do... New recap. recap. All right, sign up for Adabox. We'll run out by the time March rolls around. So subscribe. We've got two kits, JST-PH 2mm pitch and JST-XH 2.54mm pitch. Great for making your own custom JST cables. We love the JST, case, JST pin cable series. But uh, if you want to make your own, you have kits now to make any cable you like. From Pimeroni, Pimeroni, we have their three Pirate Audio kit sets. So these are plug-on bonnets, hats, whatever for Raspberry Pis, any modern Raspberry Pi with a two by 20 connector. It gives you digital I2S audio amplifier with either headphone out or line out, uh, built-in speaker or dual uh, amplified speaker output, and it's got a cool 1.3 inch TFT IPS display on the front with four buttons. Um, they've got some software that lets it, you know, display, uh, play Spotify or like web radio or whatever, and it also shows um, the album playing. So it's like really adorable, makes for a great project if you have a Pi Zero W or any Raspberry Pi that you want to upgrade into an audio project. The Itsy Bitsy NRF52840, our latest, teensiest Bluetooth module, board out there. Um, if you like the Feather but you want even smaller, the Itsy Bitsy is great. It has an NRF52840 USB capable BLE Cortex M4, runs Arduino, runs CircuitPython, has tons of pins, has a level shifted 5 volt output, has QSPI flash, 
Great for making small BLE projects. And that's new products. Okay, and uh, just a uh, little benefit here. So the code's gonna go longer than midnight tonight because some of the things aren't in stock because it's New Year's Day. So if you want, just yeah, uh, these things because nobody's around, just, so I put them in stock. Just don't tell anybody, but the code's gonna be going longer than what I said because okay, that's just where it goes. So try it tomorrow if you have to. It's all on the internet, I so. guess. So you probably no one will know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but use the code, and if the stuff isn't in stock, what you want, you can it, you can have it a little bit longer. Okay, so uh, let's do the top secret. Okay. While we're doing the top secret, make sure you all post your comments over in Discord for the questions, but we're going to get to this now. So, we promised, we said, we would, we are, we did, we're going to. Talk about the clue. That was your clue. Here's that was a clue. It's here. So I've got the clue board prototypes that came in, and actually like almost everything works pretty good. So this is the screen. It doesn't have a lot of colors on it because I'm just using it as prototype mode. Um, and I'm working on this new structure called Sensor Lab to help manage the sensors. But for example, this is a BMP 280 on it, and uh, here I'm just measuring um, the pressure, and it's telling me my estimated altitude, about you know three floors up. Uh, it's got those two buttons on the front. Uh, and on the back, all these sensors, so the microphone, uh, barometric pressure, humidity, um, magnetometer, accelerometer, gyro, um, that Bluetooth module that I love, the NRF52840, um, QSPY, uh, battery connector, I got this debug port, but this won't be on the final version. This is just, I use it because I need it. Uh, reset button, uh, NeoPixel, and then a StemMQT connector so you can connect other I2C sensors. These are all I2C. And then of course it's got the micro bit compatible plug and the micro bit foundation was actually really psyched. They're like, yay, more boards that use the same yeah. connector. So It'll you'll work be able with some to of the accessories. plug it in. Yep. Doesn't work with MakeCode yet. MakeCode doesn't have NRF5284 support. I will say that we'll probably add it later in the year, but we don't know when and I don't want to have a date. So maybe, maybe, but yeah. uh, for now we have, um, this is Arduino. So I'm writing Arduino code here. Yeah, and Arduino and CircuitPython. This version, it's, oh, in the front, I, I haven't soldered it on, but it has a um, APDS color light and proximity sensor. So this yep. is uh, CircuitPython, so you see the little blinker there. You have to change the um, refresh location so it goes up, down, not side to side. It'll, it'll look better. But um, yeah, you can run CircuitPython. What's great is we have, of course, drivers for all these libraries. That's, that's super psyched. So I'm just going through and, and yeah. testing everything and going to do another revision or two, and maybe I'll put it in the store. It'll be fun. Okay. Well, I'll... Um also, to answer this question, uh, I expect your product inven uh, invention development roadmap is proprietary, but if not, it would be amazing to see what directions you're going. This is what this we're is doing. This is it. I just, show I just showed you. This is, the, yeah. this is the next product. Guess what? There's nothing secret that we're working on. If we're showing it to you, it might be because we just this is a so soldered one up like yesterday. This, like, we yeah. soldered this up uh, last Friday. Yeah, so I so worked on this like over yeah, the weekend. Um, this is the thing. Like we don't, uh, we don't really do anything other than this. So if we show it, it's because we're working on it, and uh, there isn't a product I can think of right now that we're working on that we haven't shown on our shows or on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, we even post in Discord all the time. Here's a board we're working on. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what we're doing. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So, with that is Top Secret. Back, get back in the vault. Back in Das Vault. Okay. So, if y'all want to uh i have a couple of questions lined up but if y'all want to head over to discord yeah ask your questions um we're gonna get out of here in a few minutes so we'll make them fast um don't forget 
we can only really find the questions on Discord. It's hard to yeah. get them everywhere else. Just the way it is now on the web. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, just to follow up, it is incredibly unusual to tell everybody what your products. I think sometimes people are like, well, that might be a prototype or like, who knows what you're doing? And we're actually showing it live real time. No, and this is shipping. it. Yeah. This is my alpha. This is the first version I yeah. made. So okay. it's not perfect, but it's a start. Okay, uh, next up. So let's do these questions that we had here. Yeah. Um, Folks like the micro-shaped uh, board, by the way. Great. I want to get a clue. That's good. Okay. Um, what is better, D DHT11 or SH31? The SHT31 is going to be a lot better. Okay. DHT11 is one of the worst humidity sensors. It's just really cheap. That's why people use it. Okay. It's not very good. Will you be able to make a stemma to stemma QT cable with the cable set? We No, because it doesn't have a JST SH connector. However, we will be stocking a cable at some point this year because I have okay. them on order. But when they come in, we have an adapter cable. Okay. All right. Uh, next up. So folks wanted to see Trash Panda on uh, the, the wrap-up. Yeah, I like Trash Panda project. That was a good project. Um, okay. So um, let me scroll up. There was another one that I wanted to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to keep them in one spot. Uh, okay, two questions about Clue. Can't do that one because it's not out yet. It's not out yet. You can't ask. That one. Yeah. All right. Um, which one is better out of the Pimeroni? There's no better. Yeah, it's all. It all depends on whether yeah. you want headphone out, you want speaker out, or you want built-in speakers. Whichever whatever audio output you want you gotta that you have to decide the audio quality is going to be you know different based on the speaker of course if you have a, if you have a nice speaker stereo system it's going to be better quality than a little miniature speaker okay uh question can we start a conservation day on the blog kind of like uh, fridays for future you know um i think don't we do like earth tuesdays or something? we do but i think there could be something where like what can what can folks actually do that can help conserve energy or conserve things that are important um, send in tips on the blog um, on into support at adafruit.com or through the contact form and if we have enough stuff we can start to do a day um, I do know there is someone who wanted to reduce their energy consumption by 50% last year and they're posting a follow-up um, we'll probably write about it on the site they got it down to 40% less wow just and they're just keeping track of it yeah it's cool okay um, is there a way to disable the LCD on Hollowing to connect a Featherwing that uses that bus? The LCD is not on the Featherwing bus. It's totally disconnected from it. Okay. Uh, what board would you recommend to add push notifications to a washer and dryer? Uh, Pi Portal is kind of like my go-to any kind of internet connected thing because it's all so enclosed. It's it's kind of the easiest way to add any internet yeah. type things. Yeah, and the other thing is you can get debug output, and it has yeah, it has a display on it, so yeah. um, you don't have to guess like, oh, let me go down to the washer and dryer and see what's going on. I'd say a pipe portal pint would work out yeah. nicely, and just put it on there, and it has and it has connectors, Wi-Fi sensors, yeah. and you can use Adafruit I/O. Connect I squared C sensor to it, and you can add some if then this is that yeah. for the push notifications. You can actually do that project in about half an hour. Yeah, with how everything's yeah we have examples for like every IoT service. Yeah, uh, pirate audiobooks. I see no reason why I couldn't add Adafruit I/O and looking for a value in positive music like a doorbell so the music is paused and know someone is at the door. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
Do, do, do. Um, okay, this person just uh, is getting into eight different products. When they are soldering, when should in, they should not install the header pins, like when it comes with headers? You should not install them only if you're an expert and you need something different. Um, if you're not, the only time people don't solder headers and if sometimes they want wires or they want the header to be a right angle header, that's why it doesn't come with it. But for like 99% of uses, you should solder the header in um, for each pin and then plug into a breadboard. Yeah. Um, all right, folks, we're talking in the chat about suggestions for CircuitPython. I think they're talking about CircuitPython office hours. Yeah, we have the... We have them on Mondays. Well, yeah, not only do we have our community meeting, but the CircuitPython Discord chat is open up yes. the entire time. Okay, and a bunch of Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year, Year Happy New Year, Year Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Okay, so I think I got to everything. If there's anything else, uh, just hit it in the chat, and uh, we'll do our best to answer this, but I think we got to all of it. Okay. Okay, great. All right, Lady Ada, let's uh, give something away. Let's give something away. We're going to give away an Itsy Bitsy and okay. an F2 40. Okay. Because that's what I got. All right. What are the rules for the trivia question? Rules are if you've won something, something before on this show, even if it was 10 years ago, you can't enter <laughs> again. Only one winner per my lifetime, so everyone has a chance to win yeah. a prize. The prize tonight is an Itsy Bitsy NRF52840. All you have to do to win is call this number. It's going to ring twice. I'm going to pick it up, and I'm going to say, Ahoy, Ahoy. Mm. That's how you know it's me. And then I'm going to say, uh, Congratulations on calling. Ask an engineer. And you'll say, wow. And I'll say, you want a prize. What's your name and where you're calling from? And what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? And if you do those things, Pretty we're going to send you an itsy bitsy anywhere in the world. If you were on Mars, we would also send it to you on Mars because that's so oh, cool that, that you're on fast. Mars. Okay, that's fast. That's the phone. It's ringing. I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. Pick it up. Ahoy, ahoy. You've called Ask an Engineer. All right, congratulations. You've managed to call this phone number. What's your name and where you're calling from? I hear the phone. Oh, weird. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. One second. We have a technical uh, yeah. problem. Oh, the batteries are the low. The batteries are dead? Oh, keep going. Okay, we're going to keep going. Keep going. Okay, sorry, Mike. Your mic from what, Roswell, you said? Rockville. Okay. <laughs> Fifty-two, eight forty. What's a project you're working on or you want to work on? We're our current project. We're trying to make a disco ball out of a soda bottle. Ooh, that's cool! Like so, a gigantic one. Yeah, yeah that's right. great. We're back. You can also like yeah. throw that in a in a pond or something. Uh, maybe it'll float. Okay, well, congratulations, uh, Mike. You um, not only managed to call this phone number, but you survived multiple technical difficulties. So yeah, everything to, stopped working all And we just so. had an exciting time here. <laughs> so all you have to do is email support at adafruit.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at adafruit.com, and say, hey, it's Mike from Rockville, Rockwell, Rock something. And then, sorry, uh, and then uh, say, hey, send me at a product number 4481, and they will send that to you and Emily right away. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for bearing with us and have a wonderful new year. And thanks for coming on Show and Tell. You too. I remember you. And yeah. I remember Emily. Hi, Emily. Okay. Bye. <laughs> have a great night. Bye. You too. All right. That was exciting. We survived, though. We did it. Okay. So that's our show tonight.
Uh, I want to say thank you, everyone out there who uh, participated tonight. Thank you all the Adafruit team members. I think Kelly is behind the scenes. Thanks, Kelly. Tonight. Uh, all the Adafruit team members, both here and remote, uh, the entire Adafruit community that keeps us going, very much appreciated. Um, don't forget the code is 2020. It will be going a little bit longer than uh, midnight tonight because we'll put some stuff in stock. Tomorrow. And uh, I want to say thank you, everybody. Um, very much appreciated. And we'll see everybody next week. We're going to keep doing this. All right. Here is. Thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful year. Have a Bye, everybody.